What up, what up? Welcome back to Between Two Posts. We're excited to announce this is our first live interview coming at you from the Fort Wayne Roller Hockey State Wars bubble. And uh, First ever live, probably last ever live. Hopefully not our last, but uh, we are joined by uh, a great previous guest, Evan Moyes of The Ohio State University. How are you doing? It's an honor. It's an honor. Thanks so much for having me on here. Um, unfortunately, because we don't have video, Evan's rocking the Vietnam shirt. Oh, yeah. Kyle's got the BTP, uh, B2P uh, shirt on. Between two posts. Yep. Our merch is, uh, I think, for sale. Right? It's going like crazy. <laughs> oh, it's going it's like crazy. Flying off the shelves. If you haven't gotten yours yet, you're going to miss out. So definitely, uh, you got you to gotta find a way to get one of those. Yeah. And if you don't know how, you should probably DM, DM the Instagram account. Otherwise, uh, we don't promote it elsewhere. So. Yeah. But anyways, the reason we're here, we're here for State Wars, like Kyle had mentioned, roller hockey tournament. Evan's unfortunately not playing, but it sounds like you might be uh, possibly thinking about making a, a big push for roller hockey, huh? Yeah, it just looks like uh, way too much fun for me not to be out there watching you and Waring and uh, Kyle all ripping around. Uh, it looks like a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's... I was kind of taken aback by it because it's literally just guys go to the far end of the ice, pick up as much speed as they can, and skate back and forth. Looks like they're doing herbies, but <laughs> just looks like a lot of fun. Guys going Mach ten. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a lot higher scoring games, and it's usually more fun when you're on the winning side of it. And unfortunately uh, for, for, for me and Ev, I think I, we're on we're on different teams, but I think we're combined like dash forty right now. So yeah, I Maybe. got. I have a total of uh, 20 plus 4 empty net. We'll count it. Total of minus 24 goals against okay. so far on the weekend. Yeah. We're up three there games. Then. Yeah. So it's eight per. That's <laughs> trash. Can't but you know what? Been there though. <laughs> you know what? That's the reason they designed State Wars with two pools, right? Yeah. You know, I played against the 18s, and we're going to drop down to the B pool, and we're going to dominate. And then hopefully me and Kyle will cross roads and playoffs, and uh, – We'll see each other at the shift, and that'll yeah. be the story to tell. Yeah. Um, but now, Evan, now that you've seen Roller, and you know we're, we know you're a pretty uh, fierce guy, tough guy, great guy. Like, if you started playing Roller, what would be your role on the floor on eight wheels? Eight, yeah. <laughs> you saw I, there's a lot of chirping that goes on. It gets, yeah. it, it it gets does, chippy. There's a little bit of contact. There's bumping. Like, guys will throw around, you know. Where, Waring's game got really, like, Johnny Waring, for those of you listening at home, beauty. Uh, former Wichita Falls Wildcat, give him the shout-out here. But he, his game got pretty dang – like, I mean, we were watching. It got pretty chippy. Like, guys are throwing the body around. A guy broke his arm. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't get more uh, more intense than that. But it was pretty funny that that guy that's dressed up like the coach out there is – Throwing chirps across the yeah. ice, the across the rink, was across. chirping the bench. Yeah, he was chirping their guys, and then that same guy that was beaking him back after he got on the floor. Remember, he came off, threw up everywhere on, oh. in the can and stuff. Well, I think it's funny because yesterday too, Ev, Evan came up to me and was like, "Can you hit in roller hockey?" And I'm like, 
I mean, technically, no. Those guys but, are lining each other. Oh up. yeah, but there's some In just, the double A game. People are, are just running each other. Bodies up. I'd say there's more hits from behind than anything. Yeah, but I mean, board plays fair too. Like anything near the boards, like you could throw guys around a little. Yeah. Bit. Well, the the refs just don't call anything in roller hockey. Like I think yeah. that's. It's so well, yeah, because they got nine thousand games. Every yeah, day. they gotta keep them going. But no, like, there's a. I just think it's absurd that there's no protection being worn by anyone. It yeah. is shin pads, elbow pads, <laughs> no, like no face protection whatsoever. It's just go rip around and pray to God you don't get killed. Like, <laughs> I, but I, I personally think I would thrive out there. Oh yeah, in an environment where I just get skating straight lines and and you get to beat guys nonstop, right? Oh, that at watching <laughs> what Waring's game just got me fired up. Like, even <laughs> yours last night. It's eleven or well, probably twelve forty-five at that point. Yeah, night. and guys are in the corner of the rink, just absolutely <laughs> corner of town on each yeah. other. Like, what is going on out there? Well, that one guy got kicked. Yeah, I don't. I mean, he was he was a scum, but like. Something happened. I forgot what happened where they drew the final. Well, he cross he cross checked uh, a guy in the face, and then they like they were about to drop him, but the ref kind of like settled it. But then they both were in the box, and they were just ripping at each other, like just oh, throwing shirt. Oh, the whole time. Oh, yeah. we couldn't hear it from our side. It was, I mean, even I, your first game though, you have that old guy that's like six four, huge, massive, and dude. there's that little kid on that. Chicago oh yeah, he slewed him off the draw. Yeah. Yeah. They were going at it for quite a while. I was really hoping that, that the guy on your team. I was ready for him to go with that kid because once he did, I mean, we were getting murked. Like not, it was like seven to one or whatever. Like game's over. They put up two more. It was a mercy, so I knew it was done. But I was waiting for him to throw with him. I was gonna, I was going beeline to the other goal. I was just gonna take him out. That's the kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff State Ward needs. I can tell you that right now. They need to bring back fighting and roller hockey. You want to get people excited? You need yeah. content. You fight. Yeah. So, outside of that, um, I was really excited to come down here. I've only been thinking about this for weeks ever since you told me. I didn't know there was a Portillo's here. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was – it is definitely one of my favorite parts. About, I come quite – like, my best friend lives here, and then I have, like, a buddy that played for the Comets last year. Just I'll make random trips out because it's so close to Ohio or whatever. But whenever I'm here, it's always first stops got to be Portillo's for – you know, my uh, Italian beef sandwich and the uh, the chocolate cake shake. There's nothing better. Can't beat it, man. No. What, what, how do you order your Italian beef, though? What's your order? Uh, hot peppers and, like, the step – I forgot what the step up from dry is, but the step up from dry. Yeah, there's dry and then they, like – like cider gravy and then they like the last ones dip where they just throw the whole thing in like the gravy yeah, and it just comes out wet. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a lot. Even in uh it was funny, there's one in uh like right by ASU's campus when we played there last Wait, year. Wait, what? Yeah. Arizona State they have one? Yeah. No way. My parents picked it up for Napes and I and brought it to oh, the unreal. after our, our like Saturday game or whatever. It was pretty Pretty clutch, but yeah. Oh yeah, good parents. I mean, probably just playing at ASU is sick though too. The weather. It it, it was awesome. Like they had, that's they have a good setup. Like and even like their rink is not what it needs to be right now. But I know they just got funding. Huge yeah. funding right here. Yeah, it's gonna be cool out there. So Evan, obviously we've talked about it, but you know the man who built the War Memorial here in uh, 
in uh, Fort Wayne, which is Packy Munson. But yeah. the one thing I didn't know about when we were driving up is they put a sh- like a gentleman's club, a strip club, right, <laughs> right outside the rink. And I was just like, like it's a f- pretty family like friendly area. There's restaurants, there's shops, there's, there's a the mall. malls. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's all like a normal area. And then they just dropped the strip club right outside the rink. Like that's pretty bad fit. It's a it's a pretty big one too. It's not like a little no, hidden like it's corner. The like, big side. Yeah, the- <laughs> what, what is it called? Like Scarlet's three or something. Fort Wayne's weird though. Fort Wayne's weird. Everything's in such like a like a tight. It seems like everything's a five minute drive from everywhere. Like the rink. Yeah. From, like, the memorial from here's yeah. five minutes. The yeah. rink from here's five minutes. Even like my the place I'm staying with my buddy or whatever, like his apartment. It's five minutes. Like five minutes from everything. It's just so. I think weird. it's like, more of like a town though than a city. It's just gonna. It is, yeah. it is, and it, I, but to be honest with you, it's the perfect city for like a coast team, I think. Well, yeah, they do the games, so right? well every year. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They I went draw, to a few like, Packies games last year. Yeah. No, they do so well. Like, they legit like sell out. Like, it's a pretty big rink. Like, they oh, yeah. sell it out. It's full. It goes all the way up. You get the upper, you get the upper side of the seating, and then it kind of wraps around. So, like, like big rink. A lot of seats, but uh, that's what I've heard is Fort Wayne does really, really well when they draw, and they're always a pretty competitive team, right? Yeah, yeah. pretty similar turnout for Wang's uh, double-A roller game today, too, <laughs> at that ring. So. <laughs> yeah, as long as nobody looks at the images. Yeah, it was pretty packed. A lot of people came down. Um, but with Packy being here, you told me an interesting story where, like, they had dropped because they feed two NHL teams, right? Yeah. But he's a signed Fort Wayne Comets guy, yeah. goalie. He's not signed to an AHL deal, an NHL deal, where for the listeners, like, that makes playing in the coast a little bit tough because when guys get sent down from NHL or AHL teams, young guys, typically they get the reins, you know, more in, in more cases than not, they'll be the goalies, right? But Packy, you said, was, like, really – he was the guy here. He was playing most of those games, right? Yeah, he was pushing for quite a while. And eventually, like, I think it kind of turned out, like, the NHL teams kind of said, hey, we want our guys to get some games. But, like, for a while, Packy was, like, playing a pretty legit, like, pretty decent share of the games over, like, the guys that were down from the NHL teams. Yeah. Which is pretty impressive. But No, I unfortunately, I don't – France now. Yeah. He is going to yeah. head over to Europe. Yeah. I was going to say, because the question is, like, how were they doing before COVID hit? Because that changes the landscape of everything, though, for guys like that. That and that's what's so weird about everything is just the obviously every league is saying they have their start date, they have this, they have that. But that could literally change in two days. Like yeah. that could change within the next hour. The way like everything's been working, just how like fluid every situation has been been, like you have no clue what tomorrow brings as far as like if you're going back to training camp or if you're going to this team or that team, whatever. Like, at least from, like, obviously I'm not a pro guy, so I don't know, but, like, the pro not guys yet. that I've talked to. Yeah, I don't know ever, but <laughs> the pro guys that I've talked to, like, a lot of them have been saying stuff like they'll hear one thing one day and then the next day it's a completely flip-flopped uh, outlook or whatever you want to say. But, no, it's 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 a really weird time to be living yeah. through, that's for sure. I, I think it's tough, too, because – a lot of the leagues cross over into Canada or at least a lot of different states. And right now everything's kind of different in each part of the country. So like some, some states have freed up a lot and others are cracking down. So it's, it's hard to make a decision as a league. 
I, I know my parents run a volleyball tournament, well, a couple of volleyball tournaments, but uh, I like a local youth, like triple A coach plays in one of the tournaments. And I was, I was driving around with him uh, on the one tournament was on an island called Kelly's Island. And I was driving around with him, whatever. And he was saying like, as of right now, they've only been scheduling like other teams within Ohio. Yeah. I feel like it's just get, And I think it's actually going to change a lot of this stuff for good, just because kids are going to probably have more free time away from games where they can actually focus on like skill development. It's not going to be as much of wins and losses and stuff like that. So yeah. I think it might be a good thing, but it's definitely, it, it is very, very, very weird time to navigate like as an athlete in hockey and any sport probably for that matter. It's it's also interesting they brought up the, like the fact of travel. Cause I think hockey is probably the only sport where you have like, six-year-olds and eight-year-olds travel like every other weekend to chicago or like these big bauer tournaments yeah. and stuff it's chicago like, detroit yeah Boston. every yeah everybody from cali is coming over to play and triple a tournaments and like, that's how it's done that's how like sports done. yeah and over summer too like it, yeah. it does it's like year round for these kids so hopefully i mean clearly it works for other sports i don't see baseball or soccer traveling across the country every two weeks to to play games but yeah but I, I, th- I think it also just comes down to, like, hockey, in the grand scheme of things, like, hockey is, I, I think, a relatively, quote-unquote, young sport yeah. compared to, like, baseball and soccer and all that stuff. Yep. Where, like, where, like, there is, like, good com- – there's multiple, like, good competi- like good teams in every part of the country, wherever, every state. And, like, hockey, you look at, like, some of the states, there's, like, one really strong team, like, one team kind of right under it, and then, like, after that, it's, like – a considerable drop off which like obviously like every year from detroit so you've had you know dull tire uh, honda little caesars honeybake there's like a lot of very good teams in a very small area so yeah. like, realistically like detroit's probably laughing right now because it's like all right like we'll drive five minutes down yeah. the road like it's not yeah. gonna nothing changes for them because there's so much talent within that area like exactly exactly i totally get it so I think the biggest, the scariest part though is like now, you know, you're lucky you're at OSU, you're, you're, you're committed and everything and you're playing. But uh, for guys that are like, this would be going into their age out year or guys that were aging out last year. Yeah. I could totally change the landscape for a lot of people. It sucks, but it's one of those things where like when people ask me, how are you doing? And I always say like, well, we're all going through it. We're just handling it in different ways and different seriousnesses. Like some people have, they you know you might miss out on commitment year because your season got cut short, or say you're getting hot like halfway through and then it just shuts down. Like you know how that goes. Yeah. NA season, USHL season. After that Christmas break, some teams fall apart. Some teams get really good, and then like you could have been on a burner, putting up you know two goals a game, a couple points a game, and now it's just gone. Like it sucks. But I think you know I had a conversation with the guy I was playing with earlier. Like all you can do is look forward and hope that. You know, eventually we find a normal and, you know, we just kind of got to muscle through and find a way to make things work now. Just having grit, right? Yeah. I know all about that. Yeah, sure. Big grit guy. And then uh, speaking of grit, I mean, you battled through CCHL. We didn't really talk about that last time at all. No. Like maybe a little bit with the lasers. Yeah. Are they still a team? Canada or you said they folded too? They folded. By <laughs> the Evan Moist curse. Yeah, the curse. OSU's in trouble. No, <laughs> no, but actually it's like there's for what it's worth. There's a lot of pretty 
good players that have come out of CC, even like outside of the past few years, like in his, like Steve Eisenman played in the CC, like Jimmy Howard. Who's that? <laughs> Jimmy Howard played for Canada as well. Wait, what? I didn't know that. Yeah. When he was like really young before he went to the program. So it was just before? Yeah. So he had to have been what? Be like 15? 16. 15 or 16, yeah. That's crazy. And then uh, like Patrick Sharp played for Canada. Uh, Evan Moyes. Dude, you cannot yeah. put me in these <laughs> <laughs> Uh Borbieski played in the Like a lot of, like there's like just a lot of like random guys, but it, it, it is quite the, like a pretty storied league in my opinion as far as like some of the guys it sent out and just how like – I don't think it gets the respect it deserves always, but yeah, but yeah, no, that's quite quite a fun year for me. Outside of the fact that I think we set like a record for worst record in, <laughs> in the history of the uh, CC. Um, when you're a kid, like on a serious note, how do you decide where you're going to end up? Like in a league like that, it's far away from home. I mean, at that age, you probably don't know too much about the CC. Like, how did you decide? Like, yeah. I, kind of want to go try out and make this team obviously you get invited but there's got to be a lot of decisions going on where it's like should I go play like up in Canada what was so weird about like those summers for me and like looking back I did it so backwards as far as like how you how you should really approach it like classic you yeah <laughs> I think I think everybody though. I, I think, think I, I think this is like this is probably the most valuable thing like that you guys probably had on the podcast as far as like oh thanks no no but you know what I'm saying like I'm saying yeah. like navigating juniors for kids so many kids just go to every single camp and it's like it's like you're just throwing throwing toilet paper at the wall waiting for something yeah. to stick or something like that and it's like and I, and that was me too like I literally got caught that su the summer before I played for or the summer going into playing for Canada I got caught I think nine times Jesus. I got cut from I went to like Green Bay's camp out of NA3 like why did I do that I went to <laughs> you got cut from the NA3 that year no no no, 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 no. Oh, he, he was coming out of his I, NA3 oh, going to Green Bay's okay. camp right, like, yeah that makes more sense Green Bay's main camp <laughs> like, got cut yeah. Janesville's main camp got cut New Jersey's main camp got cut like and I just kept going to all these places but the Canada was weird because I went to I went to Ottawa in the CC's camp and you know did pretty well like made the all-star game and it came down to they had a 96 already and there was like a 90 98 that did really well and so I, they wanted the old guy and the young guy the old guy young guy and i was like yeah like that's respectable and the coach is like i'll like any calls you need like i'll make for you i got no problem with it like that, that was like when when you have a coach that like does stuff like yeah. that like you respect him a lot and he didn't owe you anything he didn't owe me anything exactly and uh so like him and then the goalie coach there, or he was a scout at the time, he ended up leaving and going to Canada and obviously saw me at Ottawa's camp and he's like, oh, like, come on out to Canada. We'll see how you do. So I, I went right into playing preseason games with them. Played two games. I actually thought I did really well, but something you run into in Canada is like an American is, is like the import rules, obviously. Yeah. And uh, so – they already had their four imports or whatever. And they're like, Hey, like, we're really sorry. Like, but like they, in my exit interview, they literally said like, like, don't drive back too quick. We might be calling you back quicker than you think. And as it went, I played like five, I went back to the NA three, played five games there. And then I got, they called me and they're like, yeah, like we're going to, they technically had to put in a trade for me, but they put in a trade for me. And uh, how does that work though? Because you're in another league. 
it, dude, it's it's so to get one of, when, to get rid of one of their imports. Well, so they cut their import, they cut one of their imports, and then because like it was so weird because I because it was like you think it would be a call up since it's going from tier three to tier yeah. two, yeah. But because it was like across internet, I dude, I, I actually so they had to make a out. trade with the NA three. Yeah, they had to trade like my NA three team. I think they gave them cash or whatever, yeah. but. They like had to trade my NA three team for me or whatever, and all of a sudden I'm in I'm in the CC. But I had dude, I had no clue what I was getting into. It was like it was a it was a tough year, like as far as like on the ice for everything. But I I think like obviously when you're taking 60, 50, 60 shots a night, like it makes you a lot better, and it you know kind of teaches you you don't have a choice but to persevere and. Uh, I, I just remember like it was like my second or third game up there. We were playing Carlton Place and at the time Carlton Place, well there still are that's like the premier organization for the CC is like Carlton Place, whatever. They had like Colton Point, like that Larson kid, I think, that yeah, I'm pretty sure he felt Larson goalie? No, no. Oh. Colton Point was a goalie. Yep. Dallas pick. Yep. And, but they had like three guys that got drafted stacked. that year. Yeah. They were pretty stacked and like our coach was like, Yeah, like there's like all kinds of NHL teams here tonight. Like, let's see what you guys can do. And I just remember I got eight hung up on me that night. I was like, oh, well, this is, this is how this year is going to go. I think, I think we had like a 35-game losing streak. And, like, it's just one of those things where it's so tough to, like, like keep going. But I think, like, me personally, like, it, like it just, like, kind of toughened me up in a way where it was, like, one of those things where, like, all right, like, if you just keep showing up, like, do the right things – it's going to make you a better person in the long run. And like, it, it's one of those things where I, like I, I played in so many situations where like I was the guy in NA three, like the guy in NA, like played a little bit in the CC, like I backed up a little bit in then like whatever, like I did a little bit of everything. And like, I was on good teams. I was on bad teams. Like I, I've learned to play in so many different, like or learned to navigate so many situations. For sure. like, I think that's one of those things that just, helped me out a ton in the long run. Granted, it was like, in the moment, you're like, man, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those things that helped me out a ton in the long run. Definitely. So, like, and to sum it all up, what would you tell kids? Because, like, I know the main point is, like, camps cost, like, what, two, three hundred bucks to show up to? You did, what, nine well, you teams? Got, man, you got hotel and Dude. travel and, and food. And the, the other so thing is, is minimum, like, like, four grand for those. Well, like, dude, my dad, like, my parents – the most supportive people in the world. I'm beyond thankful for everything they've done for me. But I remember my dad, like we went when, so when I went to Ottawa, after I left Ottawa, I was on the phone with teams in like the OJ, like I got cut from Ottawa, whatever in the yep. CC. I was on the phone with teams in the OJ and I ended up getting like a couple skates with uh, t like Toronto junior Canadians and like North York Rangers, like, like OJ teams. And they were just like, summer skates like you go out and they like take a look at you or whatever yeah. and then you go home and and like my dad like legit drove from like ottawa to toronto like we stayed in toronto for yeah. a few days Jesus. like and i mean obviously like you, like toronto is an incredibly like expensive city to do yeah. anything anything in so but no and i i think the message that i give at least is like actually do and i learned this like once i got an advisor and everything like that it's like actually do some research and actually like yeah. make sure the coaches like you get a hold of the coaches and the coaches know who you are and they they actually have interest in you before you go out to this stuff because 
it wasn't until like that that last year that last year going into Wichita Falls, I went. I only went to two camps, yeah. and I I I was in like the All Star game for both of them, and I was like the you know I was actually on the bubble making it for both of them, and it was funny because that Wichita Falls and everyone went to their camp. It was just one of those things what? where really. Yeah, I, I just went right well, to training camp. Yeah, so I'm, I kind of wanted to say that a little bit because a lot of the null teams, like goalies have no idea going into these camps. You go to the goalie, I don't even know what it's, tryout you camp. Get locked, and you get lost. And there's, there's literally there's, there's 75 there's, goalies. Yeah, 50 to 75 goalies. And the funniest part is, like, that team will already have two returning guys coming back. Yeah. And, like, it's like – but these kids have no clue. They just go into camp thinking, like, and, and at the goalie camp, they're probably, oh, I'm top five here. I'll, I might get a chance, or I'm the best one here. I'll make the teams. You guys have no clue. The teams are most likely already picked going into it, and the, the returning guys don't even have to go to these goalie camps. Or, they don't show up till main camp hits, like you exactly. said. So. Exactly. No, but that's where you got to do the research and see who's coming back. Or if you have a coach that's legitimately interested in, there's got to be a question there. Yeah. What's your plan for next season for goaltenders? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and you got to take into consideration your age. For sure, like that's huge. For sure, that's what and I that's, I mean, that's what burned. That's what burned me with in the CC with Ottawa was like there's a there's a there's a 96 already there. So yeah. I was like, why why would they age out two guys at the same time yeah. when they can keep you know, one guy going? Yeah. And I mean, because they needed a locker room guy and they didn't realize it. <laughs> they no. didn't know what they were missing out on. No, no but but I, I'm sure Ottawa probably still has a team though, right? Oh yeah, so, Ottawa still has a team. So long, yeah. long, <laughs> long, <laughs> made the right choice. No, but absolutely. I think that would be like my two cents. Just like know know what you're getting into, like because it is a it is like getting let down. Like the, I think I I counted it when I was all said and done. I think I got cut like 15 times in juniors. Jesus, yeah. like 15 times throughout camps. And and I, to to be honest, that year the year I went to I went to Wichita Falls. Mm-hmm. I went back to Canada. I was just planning on playing Canada my overage year. Got cut from Canada. Really? Got cut from Canada. After I, like, played the whole season. Granted, I, I yeah. didn't win a game for him. Or, like, <laughs> I, but I, it was one of those things where it was, like, I. it worked out so good. The stars, like, like aligned for me so yeah. well, like, throughout everything. It's the perfect storm. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I didn't end up in Wichita Falls, like, I would have never got to play four games, the, the Null Showcase in front of every college Scott, team, really? every whatever, like. So it, it in the moment, like that's the thing is like I got let down fifteen times, like saying, Hey, like we can't take you or whatever, but yeah. like that fifteen time like the the one time here in Ohio State say, Hey, like we'll bring you on that at the end of the day, like that was way more worth it. Yeah. Or way more like <laughs> a lot a lot more it made up for everything, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So no, I I think you just got to know what you're getting into everywhere you go, like do research. So I think everyone's so rushed to get into everything and put something on Twitter about like they've been doing this or that. Yeah. Committed. Well, also, like you said, like you're better off playing where you're going to play, especially as a goalie rather than like a lot of guys I know. And like you said, when you went to green Bay camp or even what was that? Like there's so many guys who just go to USHL camps and it's like, okay, like go to something that you could actually like, put yourself in a good position to, to yeah. play games and develop your game. Cause I mean, even let's say you could be a third guy in the USHL, like what's that going to do for you? Yeah. You're so. better off playing games like any. 
Yeah, exactly. yeah anywhere. You're much yeah. better off getting seen and playing games because no one needs the USHL backup that's played three games on the year. What's the point, right? Yeah. But I, I like you bring up another good question here, though, Evan, is like you get cut 15 times. There's so many kids that I've talked to that say like, oh, like I'm thinking about hanging them up. I don't know. You know, this is tough. This team sucks. And Steve Thompson also brought up, it's like, it's always this extrinsic look on life. We're like, were you looking at it like, oh, it's this team's fault. It's the coach's fault. Or we're like, was it all intrinsic for you? Like, I just got to keep going. I got to develop. Because there's so many kids today, I think, that when things don't go their way because they were so good through AAA as a kid, they get to juniors and then you start getting different looks because yeah. the junior pool is smaller. You know, the college pool of players gets smaller. So just because you dominated AAA for Little Caesars in Detroit or you're with the Cleveland Barons when you were 14 and 16, when you go to that next level, you start to face adversity. I think it's too, too many kids, like yeah. goalies especially, like once you get to that hard part, they're like, I'm done. Like this sucks. Like coach doesn't want to play me, like blah, 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 blah. You got cut 15 times. How did you keep going? And obviously the huge payoff was the, the Ohio State University. But, like, what kept you going? It's so, like, it's so funny we're talking about that. Because all through that pandemic, we were doing, like, those Zoom classes. And I did some with, like – Like Zoom hockey class? Yeah, like, with, like, I did some with, like, Larry and Mike Valley. Like, oh, Larry sweet. Larry Mike yeah, Valley yeah. or whatever. But that, the one day, like, Mike and Larry brought me on. And they had, like – it was pretty much the same thing. Like, I had, you know, 15, 16 – you know, midget, junior age goalies on. And they're like, yeah, just like, let's talk about like everything. And for me, it was in my head, like, obviously you see all these kids around you having success and you see them like, you're like, oh, like I, I did this and like, I did just as well as them or this and I, whatever. Like you're thinking like, I, I deserve what they have. Like, why yeah. do I not have it? And I think like, for me, it wasn't necessarily like, I deserve it. It's just like, I, like I knew, like at the end of the day, I kind of, I think it was just like, I willed myself into saying like, Hey, I'm going to be a division one goalie one day, or Hey, I'm going to be like it for me at first. It was like, all right, I got to crack the null. Like, what do I got to do here? Like, and I knew like, all right, so I'm probably not going to separate the null out of any three or whatever. So it was like, all right, let's take a step, go somewhere in Canada. I found a team in Canada, played there a season. And it was, I got lucky enough where after that season in Canada, it was like, God, I found a team in the null. And then once I was in the null, like, it's like, okay, like yeah. a really good amount of division one goalies come out of this league, obviously like let's make most of it. And I, I got super lucky. I got thrown into a position where I was the only guy out of training camp for Wichita. And all that mattered was like, how can, how well can I play? And like, I, there was no, like, there was no pressure from anyone else as far as like, if there's a guy behind you, fighting for the job right now like right out of the gate it was just like you just got to play and I think for me it was just one of those things where I willed myself into it was like a little baby step every time and eventually like even though I kept getting cut like then I'd find I'd find a new goal where it was like all right so I got cut from you know the Green Bay why did I do that in the first place I couldn't tell you I got cut from Green Bay okay whatever I got cut from the null again okay whatever okay let's try and find a team in Canada found a team in Canada good like now let's move into the null. Found a team in the null. Like, all right, good. Now let's focus on playing the best I can so I can maybe get a couple Division One looks. Got a couple Division One looks. Ended up, you know, finally getting a spot at Ohio State or whatever. But, like, I, I just think it's one of those things where you, you manifest it. Like, you just keep telling yeah. yourself, like, all right, like, I'm going to do this, this. Like, Sean Romeo, my goalie partner for my first two years at Ohio State, like, I thought he was – 
this was something he was really good about was just like like he'd manifest things like he just put stuff in front of him and say all right like i'm gonna make this happen this happen like and like that was he taught like he taught me a lot about like mental side of things and just how to like navigate stuff and motivate yourself so i i, I think you pick up stuff like that but no that would my two cents is just you gotta you literally just it's willpower like it's so so easy to just say as soon as something bad happens like all right like whatever like i give up and it, i think it's just you get back to like you you fail at one goal you find a new one yeah just keep going well i think the way you describe it though it wasn't like where like you know when you're a kid it's always nhl yeah like, every day it's i'm gonna play in the nhl i'm gonna play in the nhl but eventually when you start to like look at what's really going on ladder of development all that kind of stuff you set legitimate expectations and goals but not only that, like I learned this from a business side, like as I've gotten older, is like it's great to have goals. It's great to like put things out there in the world. It's great to manifest it. But at the end of the day, like if you don't have a, an actual goal and then plan of execution and then well, action, you have to act yeah. on it. You have to show up to the gym. You got to, it's going to be a time. And I think, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. I think the biggest thing is having a realistic goal because a lot of kids, like maybe you're a, a prep or like AAA player and you're like, USHL is a goal, but there's no like. You're not. Going there's no. Yeah, like there's there's a there's a, I mean, there's a jump. Be, that's the thing people don't realize. Is it's like the top like however many kids in the country every year are making that jump from like. It's a one percent. And it's yeah. And 1%. the thing is, like, you actually what's cra crazy is you actually look at it. It's harder to play in the USHL than it is college. Probably. Yeah. In college. yeah. I mean, there's 16 USHL teams. There's like a 99 percent <laughs> Division One commitment rate out of the USHL. Mm -hmm. There's 60 college teams, and they're taking kids out of, you know, tier three out east, the null. Yeah, like it's probably harder to play in the USHL than it is playing college, and that's like 90% of kids' goals yeah. playing the USHL. So it's I realist. I mean, obviously, like that was one of my goals at one point too. But you go into Green Bay's camp, and you're thinking to yourself, "What the heck am I doing here?" After I mean, now hindsight 2020, you're thinking, "What the heck am I doing here?" And it's just one of those things where like you, you gotta like you wanna set big goals for yourself, but I think there's something to be said about making your goals in the little stepping stones. Yeah. You can't just jump into a huge I mean that's a, a NA three to the USHL is a big jump. Let me tell yeah. you. So. Yeah. Well even like current goals though, like I, I understand like future goals. Like if you're maybe like a freshman in high school, you can say, I you know, I wanna play in the USHL at one point, or like yeah. when you're a kid, I wanna play in the NHL. But then there's also like short-term goals whether it's like next season or even your current season or maybe you want to get i don't know two shutouts and the two goals against average or something but if you're just going in and saying oh i want to get a shutout every game like that's just not mentally gonna put you in a good place yeah. when you're you're never gonna reach your goal so but i like also how you brought up just you have to like dig deep and just get through stuff because no nobody's path is going to be easy and i i like like the Bennington story a lot. Yeah. That's I mean, awesome. where he's playing, he's playing in the coast, like I, either the same year or the year before that he went on the run. That so. was like, I remember this story because I, because Ro Romeo told me to listen to this one too. It was like a spit and chicklet. Yeah. Or no free ads. Sorry, boys. But, <laughs> uh, but, um, Bennington, like Bennington 
St. Louis was about to tell Bennington, like, you're going to go to the coast. Yeah. And he just said, absolutely not. Yeah. He literally looked at, I think it was like, Bro- there's Broder. Broder in the eye, eye and said, absolutely not. Yeah. Like, no way. Yeah. Like, I like, okay, that's huge. I mean, obviously like that's, that's another example. Well, I think that's that. just it where just, he, he had enough. Cause he was, for him, it was tough. Like, like you said before with Packy's case, like you can be putting up good numbers and maybe the NHL team bumps a guy down and like domino effect you getting bumped down you could be playing out of your mind doesn't matter it's just what happened because i think he had it he was putting up decent numbers in the a Benner Benner that yeah. year and then um they wanted to shift some goalies around they're like hey we got to send you down and he's like yeah. he just had enough he, he, <laughs> he was there for like that's, four years he's like no. and that's at the same time like that's kind of what i was saying like in my mind like i knew like if like i could be a division one goalie one day like yeah just, granted you can say what you want about where I actually am as far as like a third goalie, whatever, I don't care. There's so many guys that can't make that level though. They couldn't, they couldn't even dream of being a third on a, yeah. like a D1 squad. Yeah. So. yeah. And that, but I mean, don't the, sell yourself short. No, but the, but the other thing you, you got to look at too is like the, the realistically, the skill, the skill disparity from like me or like even, I mean, you look at like a lot, probably every division one goalie to like a, a top end division three guy, middle of the road division three guy. There's not like a big, like skill disparity probably yeah. in my, in my opinion, at least from what I've seen over like the last few years, like there's probably not a huge skill disparity. It's just like the, the little, like little things they do, or it's like the little, like they got this opportunity there, that opportunity there, they're younger, whatever, like, but realistically, like it, it is, it, there's a lot of luck that goes into everything. Right time, right place, too. Right, yeah. yeah, exactly. There's like a lot of luck and a lot, of, like just like getting the, yeah, exactly, getting the right opportunity at the right time. I think has is one of those things that it's really tough. But at the same time, like harder you work, the luckier you get at the end of the day. So one hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. No, it's funny though, you brought up, you know, the witchy situation, but you told me you almost, were, you were basically trying to get, they were trying to push you out the door to get traded, right? That year. Really? Yeah. I, I found out like I, I was, they were trying to, trying to trade me after a while, but, and it was funny because like the first, whatever many games, however many games of the year, like I was the only guy there. So yeah. it was like, like how, like how can you do it? But whatever works, I guess. But I, got I wanted to ask you, because obviously, we had some war stories with the NA, but after talking to like Johnny Waring and you, it sounds like you have some CCHL war stories too, huh? Yeah, yeah, a few of them, a few. Gonna <laughs> take a more sketchy pick than that. <laughs> so, anyways, CCHL, what do you got? What was it? Was it? Is it harder there? Was it harder there than the NA? For me, just because. Like, like, like I was getting a lot more work and I was getting put in a lot worse situations as far as like, like the game itself. For sure. No, no. But away from hockey, like, you know, like the backside of the Vietnam, like all the things you deal with outside of it was the CCHL like harder. Was it harder to find sticks? Like, what was that like? This, they like, uh, like everything in the CC, your longest road trip is two hours from point to point. Seriously? Two hours from point. You'd what was never your shortest stay. in the the NAW? Like five? <laughs> Six? No, no, it was it was two and a half, three to Dallas. But thing the thing to Lone Star. But the thing with that is, it would be our entire team of like twenty. What what are they carrying now? Twenty three. Twenty four. Yeah. yeah. 
Depend, well, there's like different dates of like yeah, cuts. It made no sense. Like we, we, I think we started the year with like 30 guys, and then at like Christmas you have to be like at 25, and then playoffs or something. It's down at 20. 20. It's yeah. It's but anyways, 20 some guys. Yeah. yeah. But we go, we go to to those passenger vans. To those like you didn't take buses. To no, we did. We would to like anywhere, anywhere but Lone Star. But Lone okay. Star, we'd go to those passenger vans. Yeah. I rode one of those this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually respect, but <laughs> but no, at the same at the same time, we'd pack an entire an entire team and two of them with the U Haul yeah. trailer on the back and you have your coach driving it and it was just I mean it smelled you know. that, that that but everywhere else we'd get a sleeper, so I have I have no complaints whatsoever about it. But that was one of those things where it was like those things would just be you'd literally be like on top of each other like yeah. three or four wide and it's for two two to three hours two to three hours everyone just reeks of bo it's texas 108 degree heat ac's not getting to the back of that do you have to wear, you have to wear suits on that too no <laughs> no dude no, thank god we well we'd get to we we drive up a day early we'd get to the hotel and we'd have to wear a suit yeah it wasn't bad but like Actually, now I'm thinking about it. At the end of the year, we had like polos and khakis, so it was really nice, like just going those. But now south, baby. Yeah, it's golfing every day. And what about stuff. your coach? Oh yeah, the coach. Oh yeah, that's one. What was the other one I wanted to tell though? First practice or is oh, it? can I tell? I gotta tell the first practice. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So. Anyway, CCHL, like, it, it actually, like, the horse, well, my horror story kind of starts in the beginning. And I don't even think it's a horror story or whatever, but first practice, I drive, uh, I drove seven hours to my house from Wisconsin to Ohio, and then I drove, uh, I dropped stuff up, and I actually picked up my dad, too, because I needed, like, my passport, and I just wanted help at the border with everything, because I was, like, I've, I've obviously never moved to another yeah. country in my life and neither is my dad, but like, I was just glad I had like a, an adult to help me. And, uh, so then I drove nine hours to Ottawa from there and I get on the ice for my first practice, just absolutely sleep deprived, like super tired, like whatever. And I remember we, we did, we went through our warm up drills. Like I felt decent. Like we went through, you know, like a couple, like, like two-on-one rush drills, whatever, felt okay. And then we started doing those, like, it's like a five-on-o breakout, like, regroup to, like, another set of D, come and back, play, like, back. a three-on-two yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But we started it with, like, a dump-in. And, you know, like, the, the, the first shot of the drill, coach dumps one on that with a full-blown oh. slapper. <laughs> Just goes right by my glove. I didn't track it in at all. And I just remember thinking, oh, my God, I just got here, and I'm already on my way out the door. I just let that goal from the red line. And we had court right after. It is my first day there. And <laughs> and these guys, like, they, like I literally got fine. Like, one of the, the old guys or whatever gave me, like, like five bucks right off the bat for, like, letting it in. He said, yeah. can't, we can't be giving big tones, that kind of confidence <laughs> out there. And, yeah, and at the end of the day, like, it's just, like, one of those things you look back at, you're like, wow, like, like probably in a lot in a lot of situations, like, you're probably out the door there. I don't know why, <laughs> why I, uh, how I got so lucky to, you know, stick around, but that was, like, the beginning of the, uh, the beginning of the ride up there for me, that's for sure. But, no, that, 
it seems like every practice we had something funny go on up there because there was like another one later in the year. It was super weird. Like we're going through practice, whatever, and there's like three or four cops just sitting in the corner of the rink, and we're all like, "Okay, what what is going on?" And you guys are you practicing? Like practice, mid practice in the middle of practice, and like <laughs> like we all got on the ice, like everything, like nothing out of the just ordinary. another day. Just another day. Just another day in, I can't even. In Canada. In Canada. K-A-N-A-T-A. Everyone thinks I'm an idiot trying to pronounce it. <laughs> Canada. But it's, no, it's Canada. And uh, right outside of Ottawa or whatever. But, uh, and then, like, our coach sees him and he's like, all right, like, one sec. Like, just, you know, tell their assistant, like, Chuck, Chuck to take over. And our coach was one of the toughest people I've ever met in my life. His name's Tony Ob. You can look him up. Like, there's he's got a fight against Lindros from juniors. Like, he's there's some ESPN articles about like some of the stuff he'd do when he played overseas. Like, he was a tough, tough customer, or whatever. But like you, that's where you got it from. <laughs> that's the fighting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever worked with for you guys, but no, he he just got off the ice over by the cops, started talking to him for a few minutes and got right back on the ice. And everyone's like, what the heck's going on? So, you know, I, obviously I'm inquisitive. So after practice, I'm, I'm asking him, I'm asking him what, like, what, what was that? He's like some contractor did like work on his house and did like a terrible job or didn't finish. I forgot what it was. Didn't finish it maybe. And, he came to the rink before our practice. Don't know how he knew when we practiced or anything. He came to the rink before we practiced and he said, Hey, like you got to give me my money. Like you owe me my money, whatever. And, t- and Tony just goes like, no, like, like you, you obviously did a terrible job. Like, obviously like, I'm not going to pay you. And this, this contractor just starts, you know, pushing him. He's like, man, like I'm not letting you on the ice before, like, until you pay, give me my money. Like and he's like pushing Tony and Tony's like, man, like you, just don't want to do it. I don't think he understood. Like, man, you, you don't want to. I don't think he understood. I don't think the contractor understood like anything about Tony because Tony, I guess, just literally it was like two punches and the guy was just done, knocked out. And so the guy called the cops and the cops are like, "What do you want us to do? Like, you were the guy that started all of it. Like, yeah. and and like Tony just like don't like nothing ever happened with it. The contractor, I guess, just like stopped trying to get his money and obviously. Like probably a contract might have got a charge or something, but it was just one of those yeah. things where it was like, what? Why is there four cops in the corner of our rink for a like we play? We would play like weird schedule in the CC because everything's so close. So like Thursday, Friday games, and then Sunday games, and it'd be like, why are the cops in the corner of our rink for Saturday practice at ten in the morning? Right? Yeah, now? like who could have done something that bad already? <laughs> yeah. Four cops to be waiting. What did, what happened Friday? But. I, I'm. I don't think it's a coincidence. So you got you got cut from the null, played for this guy, and then the next year they're like, "Yeah, we want you in the null." No, that's I don't know. Like, I don't know. They might. Every every coach I played for though is like was like a really like tough like old school like my coach in the NA three Tom McDermott like he's one of those guys where like when you play for him like he's really intense like. Super thick Boston accent. Like he, he's been coaching. He well, he actually retired, but he was coaching tier three hockey for like he was yeah. a junior. He actually coached in the USHL. Like coached the NA three for a while. Like coached forever. But he was one of those guys where like, like he would get it out of you. Like he, he just knew like, like. And I, I was one of those people where like when you like yell at me, like I, I, it gives me like I, 
I show up. I show up a little more. Yeah. Like I'm not like I, I, me personally, like that's just how I work. But, and, but he like I remember one time we were playing, uh, Cooley Region like had an NA three team. I don't even remember what they were called. The Cooley Region, chill, right? Yeah. No, there was an NA three team. Lacrosse Freeze. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Kyle a little NA three <laughs> alums here. <We're, laughs> yeah. We we know our stuff. <laughs> no, but we were playing them and like. I, I was just getting, I think I let in like three in the first and I was just getting like tough rat, night rattled, run in my mouth, whatever. And then like, I let up another like early in the second and like, we had like a little, he called like a timeout and he's like, like trying to get the team together and he's like, boys are out. And I just got like, dude, like I'm not like, I was like running my mouth the whole game. Like I was pretty invested in the game, whatever. And I'm like, dude, like I'm not like, I don't want to come out. And he, he just snapped on me, but he was like really, but at the same time, like, now that I'm done playing, like he came to like my Frozen Four, like the year we went to Frozen Four, no he came to, like our Frozen Four. Like he's one of those guys where like he'll call me like once a month, like check up on yeah. me, how I'm doing. Like, like every coach I had is like, like even t- like Tony when I played from Canada, like if it's, <laughs> he was like he's he loved like Tony Ab loved like loved us to death, like in my opinion, and he was one of those guys where like there'd be like teams running like we weren't very good there'd be teams running up the score on us and he'd be like legit trying to climb over the benches <laughs> like to get to the other coach like why do you still have like yeah. your top line out here right now and like he one of those like last week we were there like he invited me and my roommates over for dinner like had this for a nice to like super nice guy and then like obviously tony Curtat, like that guy's resume speaks for itself like he won has won more in all games than anyone has more robbie cups than anyone like but he's same way, like super tough, like hard nosed coach, old school coach. And I think like, I, I think I got really lucky that like I got brought up through guys like that. It's just like, cause they, they kind of teach you like, Hey, like there's no one here for you. You just got to suck it up and get yeah. through it like yourself. You know Eat what nails, saying? babies. That's yeah, what it's all about. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> so, I mean, you're, you're basically a, NA3 Hall of Famer at this point. So Dude, he's on the poster. Yeah. Like when I go to the yeah. show oh, places, yeah. he's on the poster. It's <laughs> you and your Brian's V gear, right? Is that what you had in Wisconsin? In Wisconsin, yeah. You had the silver V with like a navy outline. I yeah. Pretty dialed. Yeah. Like <laughs> fucking gross cage. And he's on the poster. And like he's the latter guy. Yeah. They're like NA3. They don't, they cut out the CCHL, but then yeah. NA. <laughs> and then you got the like Canada stuff, but with. I think you put the orange Which, on uh, it or red or something. Yeah, it's orange and blue. Yeah, you. Yeah. Well, no, you fad like, wrapped it or whatever. No, did you? no, it was orange. No, did you it keep it that? Oh, anyways, I, I and then you're there from, and then oh shoot, do you want to commit? Not a big deal. So, what what was your kind of favorite memory of that, or craziest things that you you went through in that A three? Obviously, that's in that A three. I. That's like it's such a NA three is such a weird league to be in because you have guys that were like me and even the kid I'm staying with here in Fort Wayne, Mike Tish, like you have guys that are really like dialed in into trying to move up and yeah. like get better. And then like the younger guys, not, I feel you're like you're not, have, su- you're not sufficient or you're not settling here. It's not just to play. It's the idea is I need to get here as a jumping pad and then go, go forward exactly. and go upwards. Yeah. And then you have like those guys that are just like, they're like they're overagers like they want to have fun and like yeah. you got like you respect either way like you can really respect it and i and i think that's why and that the na3 team i played for was actually pretty like pretty successful as far gone. as gone na3 yeah they're gone <laughs> but no, really, i'm saying, I'm saying like boys curse. <laughs> that's that season that we that season that we played like 
we were actually like pretty good. Like we, I think we finished like first in our division. We ended up getting knocked out in the second round, whatever. But like, we actually like, like every guy like bought in. And I think yeah. that's why like, we, like we were so successful is just cause we like every guy bought in. We didn't really have any of those guys that were just like there. Like, yeah. Like not every guy was trying to move up by any means, but every guy like was there to work hard and like, you want to win. Yeah. yeah. That was See? like the fun they had with it. But dude, honestly, I can't even, I can't even think of like any stories. From I mean, that. that's so long ago. You're old now, man. So long ago. The only <laughs> thing I, the only thing I think of is my first day, like after our first practice, we like me and a couple of guys were like, Oh yeah. Like let's go to Chipotle. And in Madison, there's like a, there's a, it's called state street. It's like the, where all the stuff for like the school is on where like yeah. UW is on. And so at the time I didn't know there's no cars allowed on it. Like me. Wait, really? Friend. Yeah. There's no cars. That's like, uh, that's a year round rule. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. You did that. Exactly. <laughs> I've never drove. I mean, no, I, I, drove, I drove on it. Like my, after my first, after my first practice, we went to Chipotle and me and my friend, but yeah, he's actually from Ohio too. So like we literally drove her, we were driving down state street with our cars. People were looking at us like we had 15 heads <laughs> and we're like, what is going, why are yeah. people looking at us like this? Come and find out. We get like halfway down the road. We see a sign that says like, like no, no motorized vehicles, no, mo no cars or yeah. whatever. We just took like a hard right, got off it. Oh, that I, I can't, that's so long ago. But well, that was that your first year of juniors. Yeah. So that's like your introduction to court and the, fines and bus rides and all that oh, so what is that like like because up until like i never because i was dog at hockey played high school went to state played club roller but we had court there because there were some guys from junior and i'm like like what are we doing and then like i never experienced it never really knew it now obviously i have a really good idea of what goes on and everything but like what did you think the first time you're paying into court well i was, yeah, <laughs> you, I was, I was a rookie fine. i was a rookie so I had to wear that, but no, that it's, you're just kind of like, you don't really know what's going on. And it's so like the NA3 is so fun. You make so many like jokes about just like every time your bag's getting, you're like, all right, boys, let's go. Like we're paying five grand to bag skin <laughs> here today. Like, or like even like in court, like it's like you, you're just getting, if you're a rookie, you're just getting fined like crazy or whatever. And you're just like, all right, so I'm paying the five grand to the team or whatever it was. To, I don't remember what it was to play, but you're paying whatever and then you got to pay for your however much in court fines or fees every week. And it's just, yeah, no, the, the NA3, like for what it's worth, like if I didn't end up there, I would have probably not been where I was today. Cause I, I walked into like a super good situation as far as I got to play a lot of games. Like I had Larry Clement, like Larry was my goalie coach there. I had Larry Clemens shout out to him. He'll never listen to this, but great goalie coach. I wear his hat all the time. Some of the HPG fam might though, so shout out to the HPG fam. But no, uh, it was like I it, just, it was just literally like I I look back at like everything that happened to me in juniors. Like if if I didn't end up in Wisconsin, I probably like cause I, at the end of the day, like everything else would have fallen in place. Yeah, and like the end, like you don't think the NA three draft matters, but like like I was like, all right, I'm playing in the NA three. Like where I, were you before that? Cleveland Barons. No, I was in the NAPHL for Cleveland. The Napa. Napa. Oh, wow. Napa. You really went through the ranks. Yeah. This is, this is like, this, not only the ladder, this is like the, he's, from, he's the, the from the basement to like the attic here. We the Napa, the Null 3, a.k.a. the Null Tray. 
Yeah. I don't know if that's the Denatre. 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 Uh, then we got the Vietnam. Then up to, I mean, just Div One. There's not nothing really. There's nothing better. There's yeah. no chirp. There's no chirp. one high. No, that's incredible, Brown man. Um, I wanted to ask you some other fun things because you brought up tea with Miss McGill earlier. And I was thinking about hockey movies, but everyone always goes like Miracle. Like, what are your top three? Miracle, Slapshot, and then what would be your third? Mighty Ducks, right? Like, everyone's throwing those in. But do you ever, like, did you see Mystery Alaska, Youngblood? Mystery Alaska is great. I have that. Maybe that's up there. I don't own a VHS player anymore, but I found that movie at a Blockbuster on, like, the sale, like, clearance. Oh, yeah. And they were selling it. I'm like, I'm like you know no nothing 13 year old i'm like oh i want to get this like it's got hockey on it watch that by myself that's not a movie for a 13 year old i'll put it that way no but man (laughs) great movie young blood unreal movie what would be one of your favorite non like super popular hockey movies i even put i still would put slapshot in there because i think there's kids today that don't know about slapshot but Miracle, Mighty Ducks, like all those are in there. Yeah. Slap, Maybe I MVP when he <laughs> MVP the chimpanzee when he plays yeah. hockey. I loved Slapshot. I, man, I'm trying to think. And even like there's like some good like hockey documentaries now. Like I Huge. I, I watched that Probert documentary. That was a sick Yeah. That was sick. What about the did, Ice, did Guardians, Ice Guardians? Ice Guardians, yeah. It's on Netflix. I just about, read uh, Rich free on Netflix. What about the Russian one? The Russian what they uh, Russian 30 fight? for 30 or whatever? No, no, no. The Russian fight. Like, they had a full movie about the guys from Detroit. Well, that's oh, probably a, oh. a huge Detroit thing with Fred Roth I was going to say, guys. have you seen that they did a, a Miracle movie, but it's from the perspective Wait, what did of... You that say? was 30 for 30. Yeah, that one. What, did you what just was say it? Miracle? There was, a, like, a Miracle movie. Mir- yeah. Miracle? <laughs> what? <laughs> big a big miracle? out Easter. <laughs> big out Easter. I, miracle. No, I'm just saying... Anyways, the ESPN <laughs> side of it, where they yeah, no, I know the exactly Russian side. What you're about. It was it was really cool because like I didn't like I always grew up from watching the U.S. version, thinking like these guys were scumbags and stuff like the Russians. But then like hearing the Russians say like they had no choice, <laughs> they were they were in the army, they had to show up to to practice or otherwise they're getting yeah. shot. Like these guys, they that was were, how they served the country. Yeah, exactly. They were they aren't like these bad guys i mean they had to serve a communist country to and play hockey for them but uh, like off the ice like they they had to do it kind of like yeah. it, it wasn't oh, yeah. to them so that was their it's their job it's your favorite yeah re- like obviously playing pro hockey it's their job it's their career but like yeah, that was their you retire when you want to retire. it was their ex- yeah, yeah. It's their existence it's what everything circled around but no love for young blood i didn't mind young blood that's like a good old canadian junior a movie like, is that the one is no keanu reeves is the goalie in that no he is i think so because he's got the crazy black mask with like the yeah. stars all yeah, over yeah. it goon movies are like are like that too like they're like they're made i think they're made to like if you like know what you're looking at they're made to like be like fun because like you see like the goalies have, yeah like, their pads on yeah. their long legs and like yeah, stuff they, like they try to just i think they try. The hockey people yeah because like it's like, not like a, my like girlfriend a, watches it. She's not going to notice that the guys he's having, he has a thermos on the bench and like the pads are on wrong. If you have SBK gear out there, you are a legend, Eric Purcell. Um, I wanted to ask too, you guys are huge into volleyball. How did you not become like an Olympic volleyball player? <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, I don't know that. And that's the thing is we actually just started doing youth leagues up there. Like, 
two years ago. Oh, so you guys do it. Not this isn't just a, an adult like thing. You guys do everything volleyball. Yeah. Wow. No, we we have we had like camps. We we did a camp. We've done. We just started doing like youth camps and youth leagues, which okay. is like really good whatever like because obviously like there's a lot of parents up there and then obviously like you have a lot of uh like high school middle school age kids that want to play too so it's like so did you get into this as a kid like were you playing ever i, I would just go up and mess around like whenever whenever i was like just up at the bar for whatever reason like me and my brother would be out on the courts and just like just passing a ball yeah. back and forth whatever like and then there'd be like our mom used like our both my parents used to play like my dad and mom both used to be really good like my dad used to play twos and my mom used to play like in a pretty on a pretty good like women's fours team but um no like i just for me like I, it was i i was lucky where i didn't just specialize in hockey but there was never like even though my parents were big volleyball people like i never really had the opportunity to like get into it because there was never really? like, not not necessarily at the bar like at at razzles there's never really like the, the but, like the youth stuff yeah. yeah and they just started it because like now i think that like my brother sees like my big brother's like general manager there so there's like he sees the value and like like getting you have to invest kids. in the kids yeah. like what we're doing with young goalies like the quick change stuff you have to invest in them because at the end of the day, if they fall in love with the game, like me, you end up playing men's league forever. You play high school, like you do it all. And then on so many other spectrums, they're buying equipment, they're going to NHL games, like it all adds up. It's just going to grow the sport and get more money in it. So Yep. And then once they hit 21, they can come to the bar, buy a couple pitchers, get outside in the summer, 80 yeah. degree day, yeah. mess around in the sand, set Doesn't a couple matter. spikes. Um, I wanted to see what your thoughts were because I had a conversation the other night what are your guys' takes on – I really think, like, Austin Matthews is the only one that's made headlines, but wearing, like – it's not even streetwear, but being – trying to be, like, that basketball fashion guy as you walk into the ring. Drip, as you'd say. Yeah, drip. Drip, yeah. yeah you yeah. guys actually chirp me. You you chirp me. I chirped you? Yeah, you chirped oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, well so, you can't chirp a guy so that had the acid wash yesterday – Acid washed lemon Lululemon shirt, Lululemon five inch seam shorts. Like oh, he's still, wearing, still wearing the I, shorts. Yeah. <laughs> shorts are way too comfortable. The shirts are way too comfortable. Not, to yeah. I, I, I so, bought these things like two weeks ago. I probably wore them like six times. The reason that came up was because so whenever we throw together the artwork for like our posts, we have like a picture of like the goalie, and I had to throw it. Like I w I was trying to find something of Ohio State with you, and you had nothing like in your gear other than like from like your your chest up so i had to like photoshop like <laughs> a tank on there i was like i don't it was I, fitting I, though the it, it worked it sweet, worked though. it worked but like there was no head-to-toe pictures so unless i wanted to go back to like your uh canada days which yeah. i was like that's just old you're in like a really old ccm setup so like not using that yeah. um but then we, I was going through, like, the clothes because, I don't know, you, Ev brought it up, too, and I was like, I have not seen one picture where you're not in, like, it's like an Everything Ohio State hockey. shirt or, like, hockey oh, yeah. or a Kanata shirt. Like, it was just all, like, team apparel. Whatever they give you is, is yeah. your closet. He's a team so. guy. Yeah. yeah. Team first. Yeah. No, there's, there, my answer isn't that bad, I don't think. 
No, no, I'm not saying it's bad. We're just we were talking about like Austin Matthews. He's wearing Look, like he's the, self-conscious. He's yeah, he's, look, he's, he's looking at it right now. I got a Kentucky Derby picture there. That one was yeah. Funny. That one's that one's that one's probably the best one on there. But what you're saying like uh, a lot of the younger guys in the show. I or, I don't know a lot, but some of them who some were of them wearing are embracing, like, like like Matthews had the Dior shoes, which are like twenty grand. Which, yeah. I mean, gross. I. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like everyone gripes about with the NHL. Like there, it's so like it's very like polarized argument where like people love the NHL because there's like like they try and kind of like keep players well, traditionalist. Yeah, traditionalist, yeah. traditionalist. Where like all player buckets are going to be one color. Like we brought up painting player buckets. Yeah, guys painting skates and or NBA and I think NFL guys get painted shoes sometimes. They get custom colored shoes. They do like a giveaway, whatever. It's cancer research, autism, blah, blah, blah. Very cool, like, reasons to do it. But, like, you don't get – outside of being a goalie, like, there's no self-expression in hockey. But people want it that way. Yeah. Like, the only thing I'd really like to change is, like, poop rolls. I think poop rolls would be sick if they brought <laughs> those bad boys back. Little roller side. Yeah. But with that being said, like, do you like seeing Matthews come in like that? Or do you want guys – I mean, this is different – you know, so some guys come in with the polo, like team polo, and then like khakis or whatever. But going into next year, would that be cool if they did what the NBA is doing, where guys can wear whatever? You could come in like LeBron and wear like a romper or whatever that was, and like his goofy little man purse. Or should they be wearing suits next year? Should it all be as it has always been? I mean, all power to the players at the end of the day. Like, they like. At the end, does that does it really matter? Like, why is there cam? Why is there even cameras like down in those hallways? Like, it's literally yeah. like the hallway outside the locker room. Yeah. Like, who cares? Like, it's like people do care though. No, no, everybody. It's the same thing in juniors. You're you're on the bus and you put your suit on yeah. for a three minute walk into yeah. the locker room. I, I, it's just like like you're like it's a tradition. Like, I mean, I like, feel I always feel like when I when I put on a suit like for game days, like I I mentally. What are you gonna say? Like the look good, feel good thing? No, I just think mentally, like I just get into a game day mindset. Your mindset. It's yeah, I get a little more focused. Whereas if I were to show up in like, like you do comfortable, now. relaxed clothes, you don't yeah. put up any goals at state yeah. wars. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> That's happens. my issue. I should have brought. I should have brought my suit. To state <laughs> that mindset thing has me thinking of times. He used to do this thing. With, like we'd room together on the road, whatever. He used to do this thing. When we walk out of the hotel room, you know, flip the light switch off, and you'd be like, "We're gonna be lights out." That was a saying, like every time, dude. It was so funny. Lights out. That was like that was like his little cue. It's like, all right, now we're dialed. Let's go. That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, the the only thing would be for guys that are showing up like that. It's one of those like classic hockey. Like if you're gonna have like T blades on your skates, or you're gonna have like white gloves or tinted visor, yeah. you better show up. Like you better yeah, be good. Like if you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna walk in like Matthews with like a button down, but like the four top buttons are buttoned down, chest yeah. flows like hanging out, got the big hat on, shades, and you're just like buzzing coming in the gate. Like you better like yeah. show up and play. Matthews earned it last night though. Absolutely. But it's it's tough too because I feel like you're just you're asking for it. Like if like well yeah you're learned. bringing like, in the attention. Yeah right? exactly. So but and it's not like you don't get to self express when you're buzzing down the rink at 100 miles an hour and put. We're going to interview Will soon. Do you got any – you want to give him any shout-outs or things we got to bring up on the mic? Will. Will Hammer. Jacob, Dear, Will, the metalhead. Dear. From uh, J-Town. Guy. Yeah. J-Town, then to Metro Jets. I, Fraser Cup champ. Where is he at now? Aurora, going to the SP, the spill. 
NA, so like the NA3 season ended. You guys were boys. There's a picture of you guys talking on the bench, right? Yeah. That was you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he, I, I love Will. He's one of like, my best friends or whatever. But he, uh, NA, like NA3 season ended, and like obviously I'm bored at home, and I, I you know, I love more than watching a little hockey. So me and like a couple of my buddies drove out to Johnstown to watch like his last regular season game. And if they, it was, if they won, they were in playoffs. If they lost, they were out of playoffs. Like it, it was a really close race or whatever. And they, they ended up uh, losing, but like, so, so they, they pulled, they pulled the goalie with like however many minutes left. Whatever. Which is Gwillem. Yeah. Gwillem. Yeah. And he, uh, he's off the ice or whatever. They, I, I forgot who they were playing. Maybe Sue. It was when Sue was still in the league. Or, so I forgot who they were playing. But anyway, they they score. Willem goes back in the net. Willem, <laughs> Willem comes out on the ice. His mask like is like half on his head. Like he's got to like unbuckle like Miller does, where it's like yeah. on the side yeah. of his head like that. And like he doesn't even. He barely has a like stick. His stick's like holding. He's holding it like a club. Like like so I couldn't even tell you what he's doing. But the, the, he doesn't even put his mask down or anything. The ref just drops a puck. They play, like, the last 25 right. seconds of the game. Gwill is just, like, standing there, like, like does not care at all. Like, thankfully, the play went down on the other end. But Gwill didn't have his mask on or anything. Like, he was so – like, obviously, he's mad. He probably mad at me for telling the story. Actually, he probably doesn't care. But probably yeah. mad at me for telling the story. But uh, it, I just thought it was so funny seeing Gwill no mask on holding a stick like a neanderthal like <laughs> just standing in the middle of, <laughs> in the middle of the ice like but does that not like sum up will jake oh did i show you did i show you that video yes oh the, like the yeah the, the one of him and Demp yesterday yeah what about uh how would you describe jacob Gwillem's playing style very bruised <laughs> have you ever watched that guy yeah they let's literally Gwillie's idol no Gwillem is Gwillem is like a He's a mix between Leonard, Hudobin, and Nabokov. And but like if like you actually had to pick like a goalie, he models his game after. It's definitely Barry Bruce. Just like whatever where the biggest Gary can possibly find, whatever it takes, just fly out of guys like Just get in the way. Yeah, amen. That's all you gotta do, stop the puck. Amen. Well, let's wrap her up here. I want to say thank you, Evan, for, one, driving out from Cleveland to uh, the State Wars bubble, coming to watch uh, me and Kyle get smoked game after game. But you know what? We're going to drop into the B-pool, and me and Kyle are going to face each other for the ship, and then I'll walk away with it. I need a, I need a big win, so that's the way that's going to pan out. But, uh, yeah, thanks, buddy, for joining us again round two. Well, Make so it, we're making pleasure. history here. First live interview ever. So. Yeah. First live. First live. And hopefully not the last. <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, but for all the listeners, if, uh, you're listening on Spotify, you gotta follow us. If you're on Apple, give us the rating, give us, uh, I don't know what it is, whatever it is. Oh, subscribe, subscribe on Apple. So, and, uh, we'll catch you next week. See you, Kyle. See ya. <laughs>